Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the 10 Minute Break Podcast. Music survived, I can't lie. So, uh, as expected, I'm host Roland Wagusback. I'm here joined with uh, co-host Killian Lyon and co-host Patrick Dowd. How's it going, boys? What's up? I mean, as, as you know, our, our last episode was right before exam week. So we talked about exams. And a bunch of fun things have happened since then. It's been a minute. Um, so we've got a, a full, full slate of topics here today. And uh, I guess we're going to go right into some of the success of the football team that they've had you know, in the last three, four weeks building up to now going into the playoffs. Yes, I mean, the, the best performance I think I've ever seen from running back happened last Friday against Rummel, where uh, Jerron Duplessis, also known as the J-Train. He don't stop. He don't stop. Rushed for 299 yards, one yard short of 300. Hey. Com- that also was a big part of Jesuit's overall 422 rushing yards against the Rummel Raiders. I think it was a, a huge display of, you know, superior game plan and just excellent excellent coaching and excellent play all around. And, you know, that kind of builds on uh, what we had. You know, we had an interview here a few weeks ago with head coach um, Manali, and he talked about some of the keys of Jesuit's success. Here's just a little bit of a, a snippet from that. And uh, our first special guest on today's episode is going to be Coach Manali of the Jesuit football team, the head coach. Uh, welcome, welcome, Coach. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Uh, first question, Coach, is uh, you've obviously already made an impact on the school and especially the football program, but you, you created a, a dynasty at your old place. What prompted you to leave uh, La Salle and come to Jesuit? Well, I mean, it was the toughest thing for me. It was leaving uh, the kids that slowly was developed and, and developed and still developing. So the tough thing, I'm always about the players. I'm always about developing young people. And, uh, you know, we built De La Salle to where uh, it was a state championship contender year in, year out, four or five years. And uh, really felt that, um, you know, when Jesuit opportunity was available, uh, you know, it is the most prestigious school. And, you know, I've been involved in the Catholic League in a long, for a long time. Uh, one as a student and second coaching in the Catholic League for – 13 years prior to going to uh, De La Salle and always something about Jesuit and their kids. Um, you know, the way that that model I use, Jay's on top. I mean, you see him in top in the community. You see him in top on the field. You know, even when they may not have the manpower that some other teams have, they just play with that that energy and that effort. And, and it's a lot of things that I, um, I'm parallel with, with, uh, with, with the thinking. And um, – you know, so it, it excited me. Then when I toured Jesuit, it was the first time me ever being here besides the gym, and I was just amazed. I thought that, uh, you know, it was almost like a, the wall spoke to me. It, it was uh, historic, almost like a historic museum with top-notch classrooms inside that uh, the best that the academic team wants. And, uh, you know, and then the, the administration, I mean, just the professionalism, the, uh, you know, I thought very direct and the direction that, that, that they want to go in. Uh, you know, it starts up top with Father Brown, you know, who wants to do something for our kids every semester. And it's not just words. I mean, when they were building a $30 million building when I was walking around, and it's up and running today. 
Um, you know, and then the, the, you see the cafe and the cafeteria and then, you know, an athletic side and the commitment to both academics and athletic excellence. Um, so it, 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 was, it felt like the right timing and a fit, and, and I knew it was growth for me and it's going to be a challenge, and I'm exciting and excited and enjoying every day of the grind right now. All right, moving on. Last night we had an amazing win against uh, Booker T. Washington. Just kind of take us through the game. Um, where did you find success on the field? Well, I thought that it was more about us. Like, we had to play for each other. I thought this year has been a uh, different year than most. Um, you know, and, and the best is still yet to come for this football team. And uh, I think we're growing together a little bit. Uh, we really had to take care of Jesuit. I thought Jesuit beat Jesuit a good bit of times this year. And last night we played Booker T, who's a, uh, a decent team with a, uh, a few athletes. That's pretty good. And I thought Jesuit played hard for each other. I thought we were accountable to each other. Uh, I thought we displayed discipline that we've been looking for. And, uh, you know, we put the Jays on top with execution. Coach, uh, as, a, as a player of yours, you always mention Jesuit beating Jesuit. What, is, what does that specifically mean? And then what are other, like, of your keys to victory, you'd say? Yeah, well, I mean, Roland, you could probably answer all this because you heard it for now a year and a half, shaking your head yeah and laughing. Uh, and that's what we want. We want our players to lead this program, uh, being able to run a, run, run a successful team, business, or whatever they're doing. And I think that's what we do great here at Jesuit High School on the academic and athletic side. Um, so, so Jesuit not beating Jesuit, what we talk about is control what we can control. Uh, you know, we talk about pre-snap penalties, post-snap penalties, the random holding calls, that's part of the game at times. Uh, we want to eliminate that as much as we can through the coaching and, and our practice habits. But, uh, you know, really, we, we want a team to get on the field and beat us. And, and it goes down a whole list of things. You know, first of all, you know, we want to display, the, you know, the accountability part that we, we're going to own up to any mistakes. We're, we're, we're fine uh, because we, we, we playing for each other. Uh, from a coaching staff, from players, we all, you know, I, I, I love the grind. I love the work because I'm working for my staff and my players. Same thing with my coaches, and I want players that want the same thing. They're going to work hard to not to let their teammate or coaches down. Uh, we talk about high character. And this is all part of Jesuit beating Jesuit high character. What are we doing when nobody's watching us? Um, how are we going to handle that, that, whether it's a squat, whether it's that, that getting to that extra sprint to finish? What are we doing when maybe no eyes are on you? Um, you know, and then the, the detailed discipline uh, comes in with Jesuit not beating Jesuit. You know, and this year we've had some things and uh, penalties to clean up. But the detailed discipline, that's part of that mental and physical toughness. You know, uh, when things aren't going right, how are we mentally, how are we physically? And, uh, you know, the last thing we want to do is humility. Uh, we want to be the team that, that, that's constantly uh, humbled. We want to be the team that's constantly hungry to improve. Uh, and, and those kind of things all tie into that Jesuit not beating Jesuit, and that's part of our culture. Um, you know, we have plenty keys to victory to go along with that. But, you know, one thing we talk about before the game, we always – uh, do a little all-in chant kind of deal. And, and that's really for them players to think about our culture and, hey, we're all in in this goal together, uh, win, lose, or draw. And if somebody beats us on the football field, they beat us, but they got to earn it. And that's what Jesuit not beating Jesuit. We don't want to beat ourselves because a lot of times that happens in this game. I mean, yeah, we obviously had, you had such success in the first season with a great run through the regular season going undefeated and then, 
coming up just short, but still a super impressive, you know, finish at the end of last season. How do you come off of a first season like that and then kind of shift your focus on building, you know, a long-term program here at Jesuit? Well, it, 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 it's the players, it's the leaders. It's, uh, you know, I always feel that, you know, your best players need to be your best leaders if that team's going to be a great team. Uh, you know, every single, the birth life of a team starts over with when the season ends. So when we start in January each year, it's a totally new team, totally new season, totally new group to develop, uh, to develop better. I thought last season we had, uh, you know, it, it's weird how it all works, but that, uh, you know, Hurricane Ida displaced a little bit. Everything was a little late, uh, you know, and we were decent in the beginning, good enough to win some of them games, especially what we had on the non-district slate to start. Um, found a way to win some close games, uh, you know, just, just with great leaders on the field. Uh, nothing really to do with coaching, in my opinion. I just think our best players were our best leaders. And then we, we kept getting better, and we kept playing harder and harder for each other. And, uh, there was no doubt that there was just a care and love to us. And I thought by the end of the year when we went there in the playoffs and the quarterfinals block an extra point, you know, the semifinal dominant performance – um, and, and carried us to a state championship. And, and I'm hopeful that every team's different, and it's about getting in the playoffs. And right now we're fighting for that. And, and I'm close now, you know, at the same time, while you're banged up week nine, we have some injuries, you know, we lost a player. You know, you get a few for the year that, that, that really hurt. But, but you know, I, I think the best is yet to come. I think you're about to see Jesuit's best ball. And it's all about trying to get your team playing the best. In them late, late in the season, week eight, nine, ten, and into the playoffs, and uh, that's our goal. Could you talk about? You just mentioned improving as the season goes on. How do you make that like a, a point? Is it is it weightlifting? What is it? Well, I think our in season, our in season strength program. Uh, you know, we really believe in that. Uh, I think it's it's imperative. I think with injuries, there's so much you could do, and uh, I'm not one to say. Uh, I'm hurt. I'm not going to get much in today. Uh, I think it's something that there's always something you can do to improve. If, if, if it's a shoulder injury, they could still be doing all the prehab stuff that you would do if you're going to a, a, a rehab <clears throat> facility. I think we constantly want to strengthen, constantly improve. One of the things I've always say, I always say is, you know, you're either getting passed up or you're passing somebody up. And I think that's every day, any job that you have, any, whether you're a student, whether you're you know, grown, running a cup, whatever it is, you're, coming, you're, you're either getting passed up or you're passing somebody up on a daily basis. And, and I think that uh, the more the players are accountable to each other and the more they realize that, hey, this thing's coming to an end and they're playing for each other, I think they take a, every day a little more detailed and detailed and it usually shows sign of a, uh, a good team when they're playing their best ball at the end, but it's really a good sign of leadership developing. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, really focusing on playing the best, the best football, the best version of Jesuit football towards the end of the season. And now that's coming to a close, especially next week against uh, Holy Cross, what are the kind of the, the keys or any insights you have, uh, you know, for the listeners for the game next week? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is is that uh, we touched on it, is Jesuit not beating Jesuit. You know, there's not a game that's ever should be about our opponent. It never should be a game where it's just too big of a game. Uh, you know, when we're playing for each other, last night we played in front of probably the mildest crowd that, we've, uh, that, that I've been around. 
uh, Thursday night game, uh, and we told our players about it. I mean, we 40 minutes of game time, and, you know, we just there with ourselves. And then we're going to go to next week where, you know, people are going to be getting turned away trying to uh, wait to get in Tag Gormley Stadium uh, against Holy Cross in the, in the 100th uh, game, uh, 100th year of that rivalry. And uh, just think about that in the tradition of, of, of Jesuit and, and Holy Cross, but all the great uh, student athletes that came and, 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 and been in them shoes. When we go in that locker room, we get ready for Holy Cross, just special. And uh, we just got to make sure that we embrace it and we enjoy the moment because we want to be able to enjoy it. Uh, you know, at 100th, 100th year, that's something special. That, that's what I talked about is the walls speak to you when you walk around in this building. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just a special moment for them young men, for our team, and they need to embrace and enjoy it. But then at the same time, when it's time to kick off, it's all about Jesuit. It's not about our opponent. It's about us executing in all three phases and playing to the best of our ability. And if we're doing that with the traits I talked about, uh, you know, whatever the outcome is, the outcome is. Do y'all, y'all obviously thrive off the, the gizzard, all the people there. How do you kind of keep people motivated, keep people, I guess the term, hyper, kind of excited throughout the game with less support behind y'all? Well, first of all, the gizzard's second to none, okay? We, we've seen that. It's awesome. It's, uh, you know, there's not a, uh, you know, I'll take that and any day of the week. And uh, you, you play a Thursday early kickoff game uh, against an opponent that nobody really, really knows of, uh, match it with a, marry with a Saints game that, that, that evening and, you know, the, just everything combined, you know, when we took the field, I mean, the biggest thing is, is it, it's really about the players because there's no doubt we feed off the gizzard. So I thought last night was a big thing that we feed off each other. And I, and I thought we did a good job of that with the guys we had on the sideline, uh, seemed to be into it more than other games. And I think we understood our backs against the wall, and I was super proud to see how we played for each other. I think that uh, really covers all we have today. Thank you, Coach, for joining us here. It was a lot of great insight into the program and the culture of Jesuit. And best of luck to you and the rest of the football team as the season wraps up and we move into the playoffs. Thank you. I can't wait to see. As the best is yet to come. Go Jays. Go Jays. All right, back to the present. Let's talk about another football event that happened recently. Ooh. The senior faculty football game. Faculty who? Exactly. I don't know the faculty. Exactly. Pat- Patrick and Kellen, were you all at the game? I was. I-, I played in the game a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I should know that. As, as your coach, as I, should, my coach I should know I my personnel. I played personal. in the game a little bit. I stayed for the uh, the first probably 10 minutes. I had to go. We had district that day. We had to, you know, Excuses. get get going yeah Jesus. sorry you, you missed out that was sorry i was missed, but the, the electric the, performance the, the I, I saw you know some great plays i saw austin with a huge run he you know really set, set the, the tone set the momentum set the tone, of the game yeah. i mean and then another crucial player jacques broussard who's also three picks our, our backup host of this podcast had three interceptions three interceptions that, that is remarkable I'm gonna say and, the quarterback play. I mean, it was it was some questionable, and then halfway through they went to Father Pulse. I don't know what Father Pulse. He, he was a he was a high school quarterback. I heard Father Pulse. Father Pulse played well. He yeah. played well. It was just the athleticism of our senior class. I think was just the difference in the game. We were able to get a bunch of our soccer, baseball, basketball players who were just fantastic athletes, as you mentioned, Austin, Jacques, in Cuvion. Carter Dusang, William Good. Yeah, Will Sheridan. Yeah. Will Sheridan. 
all those people. We were able just to get our playmakers in space. And I think that's what won us the game. And that crowd, too. I would say there was 400 people watching. That, I mean, that was incredible. I mean, it that was, gave me goosebumps when I, I mean, first was, got out there. It was four people deep pretty much around the entire field for the beginning until, of course, the seniors went up 21 nothing. Clearly. Without a doubt. We, I'm going to say, you know, we, we talked about a lot of the seniors performing well, but I think one of the, you know, hidden gems on the faculty team was the play by uh, Mr. Jake Kubel. Um, I thought, I mean, he was, he was dashing around the field the parts I saw and was really, really a force on that offense. And, you know, and then, and then Mr. Augustine had that huge catch. That was probably the prettiest catch of the day. One hand. That was the first play of the game, first, right? It was the first play. One, one in the first one drive. The, on the first drive. First drive. That first down. It was a crucial play. Really I mean, it also It also is probably the biggest game in the senior offense, the, being the faculty offense, pardon me. To be had fair, the, they, they did score, though. They game. scored 12 points. Uh, I mean, off okay, of some off controversial of, off plays, of, off of a onside kick and flag football. Ladies and gentlemen, when the ball touches the ground, it's dead. So when the ball is touching the ground 20 times to get to the other team, it's probably dead. That's all I'm saying. But we allowed it. I mean, as Killian just mentioned, an onside kick breaks every single rule every of flag rule. football. Like, every one. Onside kick is the biggest no now. <laughs> but you know, just because the head referee just happened to be a faculty member, oh, and then uh, that they, they had a tackle football coach coaching their flag football team, who we actually just heard from, Coach Manali. They were able to just to kind of get their, themselves around the rule almost and just create what was a ridiculous advantage for a single play. Yeah, but I think, you know, the atmosphere there was just electric. You had the senior class, pretty much every single person in the senior class was back there Definitely. on that side, you know, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And you had two seniors uh, commentating the game. We had the, the gong out there for some pretty, Always. pretty epic celebrations. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I think it was just it was a fun event all around. I, I mean, have a question for you, Roland, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Let's go, Kelly. Oh, uh, so obviously me? the gong celebrates every single Jesuit win. Would we have rained the gong, or would the faculty have rained the gong? Would you have allowed that to happen if they have, would have won the game? Good question. I mean, ooh, that is a great question. See, personally, I would have been so salty. I would have probably tried to stop it. Would I would they? Have, I would have probably picked up the mallet and then just ran away. Uh, yeah, but. Okay. I mean, what the, that senior faculty game led to was the 100th year of the rivalry against Holy Cross. I guess we're going back to real football now. Real football, baby. And I do think... Beautiful, beautiful game. That, that Holy that Cross was, game... That game was intense. It was it, so intense. It was. I think the Booker T. Washington game was obviously of vital importance for the football team in getting their mojo back. But as far as the gizzard, as far as the student section, as far as the hype around the football team, that game reignited the gizzard. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the first instance of the gizzard cape in the student section. I mean, Zito I mean, really, you know, fulfilled that role. Yeah. And I well. mean, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a big game when both Jesuit and Holy Cross are in some sort of fancy alternate. I mean, we were in all blue. They were in, you know, they're, they're disgusting navy and gold. But whatever. Wow. Dang. Honestly, I have no problem with their uniform. I, don't, I think I, they're, it you know, me of their a, game a little bit. From an unbiased uniform standpoint, I don't think the uniforms are that bad. I like their uniforms. I'm saying that from a biased uniform standpoint, though, because I don't like Holy Cross. Wow, what a surprise. Makes sense. Yeah. But um, I definitely think it was, you know, a great showing from the wall team. And I mean, credit credit to Connor Kappa. Sealed that game with that interception on, on the last play. It was oh, Nick Jacobs with another with a big interception there. Yeah. And obviously, um, a really great all-around performance from uh, quarterback. MVP. Uh, quarterback. Uh, Bo Rivalry Perez. MVP, Bo Perez. 
and you know also had J Train uh, recognized for his his leadership in the community, and then obviously our scholar athlete Temin Rake host Roland Wags back. Uh, Round of applause, boys! Wow, yeah, I got guys! This. I got this, guys! Oh, you, oh, you shouldn't. Oh. Guys, guys, stop, stop! You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Do you want to? You want to give us a speech real no. quick? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a little bit worried about calculus. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? That was just not funny. No, it wasn't. Uh, it's, all, we, it's all right. It's all right. right. Thought it was, we sh- it was, shoot it was, and we miss some time. That was a big old mess. Was it though? Yes. All right. So, um, I think moving on. Uh, you know, I think Roland can maybe give us just a little bit more insight on. Uh, what's gonna what we're looking at going into this game against Huntington first round of the playoffs tomorrow the football team is taking the long drive to Shreveport, Louisiana six hours something around there five to six take on a a Huntington team that it's uh, they're just they're an athletic team they're they're big and athletic we 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 don't know as much as we know about as we would know about like a Catholic League opponent like a Curtis or a Brother Martin but we've we've watched our film. We have a game plan going in. We don't exactly know what they're going to do, but it should be a good game. And the teams, you know, I'm sure pumped up. I mean, oh, we're we're excited. We win this game. I feel like we are going to probably head back towards the New Orleans area, possibly. If we if for John Curtis, right? Curtis, yes, Curtis. Be we'll be we'll be at, we'll be be at John game. Curtis at John, uh, after Yeni? after this Huntington game. Their their home field's Yenny, right? Or no? They kind of switch it up, so we don't exactly know where we're going to be yet. But gotcha. that's hey, it's for the fact. That's, that's of secondary importance. Yeah. Win, win in Huntington. Um, so yeah, good luck to the football team. I know. Also, mm-hmm. best of luck before we have another podcast episode. We're going to have state cross country meet. Should be great in state swim meet, which also yep. they should both be. You know, and and this Saturday, both wrestling and basketball are kicking off, and soccer. Soccer, yeah. Soccer. I mean, I think uh, you have basketball versus St. Michael. St. Michael's? The Archangel. The Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel? You have, have soccer versus, soccer versus uh, Dutch Town. Dutch Town. That's going to be a good game. It's a big game. A revenge game, game for it's a, sure. It's a preseason friendly, friendly, so it doesn't matter that much. But, but it's it's going to mean a lot for us. But for us, that's need, a big game. We need to take our, to take our name back. We need to and then I think wrestling is a dual meet at St. Paul's, which is, which is another big matchup for the wrestling team to start. And, you know, I think it's going to be it's a big matchup for them, and it's really going to be you know telling of their season, I think. You know, I know we lost a lot of a lot of big seniors last year. Huge loss in Dennis. You know, he was a a big rock of that the state team. champion. State champion. So I mean, I think the wrestling team is going to go out there and you know cement their identity as a as a championship caliber team. Also, the play is debuting this weekend. Harvey, the comedy special. It should be great. I know there's. Uh, I mean, there's uh, a, there's a lot of excitement for it. I've heard it's just it's, I've heard it's just a great show. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of students here put a lot of time and effort into into the play itself and making the stage. And I feel like it's gonna be a great production. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, special special shout out to uh, Chris Geisler. He was in charge of all the all the tech and the stage, and I, I've heard he's done he's just done just a wonderful job with that. All right. Well, I think we are uh, excited to you know see all the Jesuit success. It's a big weekend and big week coming up for the Jays. I mean, it's it's the it's the height. Of the fall sports season and the beginning of the winter sports season, that's this is just an exciting time to be a Blue Jay. Well, you know, time for some more exciting stuff. Oh yeah, you know, speaking of excitement, the most exciting part of the ten minute break podcast. 
Let's Killian's sure Concerns. Let's go. Hosted by Killian Live. All right, boys. What's up? We're back with part two of Killian's Concerns. For today, I have a debate that goes around. It's actually part three, but... Well, no, because we had Rowan's ratings. We've only done one Killian's Concerns. No, no, Pasta, ice, ice cream. cream. Ice cream. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I just forgot about that. Part three. So part, part three. three of Killian's Concerns. Now, there's debates all all throughout your Jesuit career. You'll probably get asked this a lot. Um, people get pretty heated over this. Um, and that is the colors of subjects. It's very subjective. It's irrelevant is what it is. <laughs> Any Sub- relevant. Subjective. No pun intended. <laughs> I, 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 all right. <laughs> Put the laughing thing on. Yep, yep, yep. I did a swing and a miss. That was a terrible joke. I anyway, did a, I anyway, did a pawn. guys, let me, let me get back to it. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's important. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's now, a guys, now that let's you, get ready. It's right. irrelevant, important, and it doesn't matter. All right. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be covering four uh, subjects: science, reading, science, English, math, and history. The big four. I believe Roland and I are going to have the same viewpoints here, but we'll have to see. So I'm going to start. Ready for Patrick just to yeah, disagree with every single thing. So I'm going to start. I just think it's irrelevant. So, I mean, I'm just going to go it, off it, of what my colors are this year. So it's going to be mostly black or white. Cause just, that's just, just do what you feel. Dude, when you think boo. of, all right, ready to start for Doesn't science. Matter. Science, green. Science is green. Uh, my science binder is white this year. And it makes no sense. What sense is there to be? Ha- I mean, it's just hey, when so. You go, when you, like, right. what, what is, does, does a green binder in science somehow make you better at science? No, the answer is no. I mean, green, it, it's it's just, it just has no why, effect Why are you on, so against this argument, Patrick? I think you're, I think you're scared. See, see science has to be green. Because Science has to be green. When you think of science, you think of like chlorophyll. Or the continents. Chlorophyll the continents. is, is what land, show land itself. The earth. Out of all the things it's green. in science. <laughs> oh, the land itself. I, why, why isn't geography green then? How about that? What? Geography is brown or red. Brown? What does that have anything? Because it's a social Rocks. studies. <laughs> <laughs> there are black. Are you? Histories, <laughs> histories are red. The geography history, falls under history. History. Histories are red, by the he way. He just said brown. I mean, yeah, I was thinking red geology. Or, he said red I was, or brown. I was, think, so I was thinking geology. I was thinking. I don't know. I was, <laughs> no. Look, histories are red because, get this. Uh, the reason history is red is because what happens, uh, if you think of like, you know, historical events, you think of wars. What happens during a war? Blood. Blood. Exactly. Red. Is there a difference between social studies and history? Uh, no. No. Social studies, yeah. It's just, it's just red. So let's learn about Civics uh, would be considered a social study and thus be red as well. Civics is red for me, yeah. Same with so let's just, let's just think about this. What do I have as civics? I have a notebook. It's black. That's See, right. I have That's a notebook, math. but it's red. Because I have a red math notebook. Math is black. black. Because math, math is nothing. Is black. Abia, yeah, this is the only one that I really care. Like, I don't know. Every year, year in, year out, that's not true. I've had black as math last year. This year, I have math as blue. I just kind of reach into the bag and see what I get. So, the reason I believe math is, math is black is because, you know, when you look at your notes or when you look at just a problem, you don't visualize anything else besides the black ink on the paper or or the dark gray graphite which resembles more of a black than any other color okay let's just so i mean i mean just switching gears here a little bit i do everything in pencil well everything i don't have a pen in my back okay but you can't visualize that is 
disturbing to me. That is why good. I'm a big. That would hurt my like, hand. I feel like the pen, uh, the pencil. Wait, just, wait, wait, it's just, well, Okay, I, I get what you're saying. One minute. Why would a pencil hurt your hand more than a pen? Because I have to push harder on a pencil. It's true. I, That's true. You still have to I, get I the mean, ink out. What I mean, barely, but a pen, a, a pen flows smooth. Okay, That's use, the whole point. Do you use mechanical pencils pen. or standard pencils? Mechanical. All right, that, at least I, I do okay, mechanical. That's, that's mechani- mechanicals for ease of use. For ease of use. Overall use. Last quarter, I used I used three mechanical pencils. But I also feel like pens. It's easier. It's I feel like pens are just easier to read, and that's what you also hear from most teachers. Like English teachers always generally mandate like blue or black pen because they want because they think it's easier to read. And I think with a pencil, you have the potential for some like weird erasures or like some. It's easier to slightly easier to smear than a pencil than a pen. Please don't tell me you just told me that a pencil is easier to smear than a pen. <laughs> I mean, legitimately using wet ink on a pen, and it, you're gonna you can smear it uh, see, immediately. See, but a pen dries, and once it dries, it doesn't move. So, Where, Patrick, whereas a pe- a pencil. The pe- a pencil works is that it engraves the paper ever so slightly and then fills it with graphite. Where the graphite is still I kind of like a chalky... I don't care how a pencil works. Can, you've you been against us this whole argument. You can brush it off. I should trust you. You can brush off the graphite. No matter how long it's been there, you can always kind of brush it off. That's good. You know, in, in 50 years, you go back to your math, there's been some kind of relevant, you know, breakthrough in the, in the algebraic society. And you may have to go back and redo all of your homework from Mr. Armland's calc class. Well, what are you going to do then? If you have it all in pen, you're going to redo certainly not going to redo my math homework because that's just like the last thing I would do. Okay. That was a weird <laughs> example. I can't... I, I completely lost you. Uh, should, should I move on to the last subject real quick? Sure, yes. fine. Yes, English, blue. Or white. I do white. White or blue. Reading's blue, but Jesuit doesn't have a reading class, so it's like reading English, blue, it's and It's kind white. of a morph. Mm-hmm. Go Jays, blue and white. <laughs> Facts. Um, Facts. My English class is red right now. Okay, that's just atrocious. That's just atrocious. Give me one reason why red is actually not. I'm not saying it's not like perfect. I mean, because red's care, history. But why is it actually bad? Because what about just, red makes English bad? It is. What about what about English and red being together is bad? Okay. Because all in all, what actually matters is that. You have math is black. That's fair. Social studies is red. Science, Science is, green. is green. Science has to be green. Like potions. In English, in English what about yellow? What if you have yellow? In English, like religion. Yellow. In religion. English, yellow is religion. religion. Yes. Don't, don't yell at me. Religion. religion. I mean, joy. Joy. And yellow. Pure color. Joy. Religion. Pure purity is Jesus. white. And I know that. Yellow, yellow is a secondary purity color. <laughs> I, made, I made that up. You just made up a <laughs> yeah. secondary purity okay. color. But can well, you agree with this? This has probably been the most heated Killian's concerns. I don't think hey, we're hey, getting anywhere. Bad. It's so a just good, it's a good because it doesn't segment. matter. We would be getting it's somewhere good. if there was an answer, but there is no answer because it does not <laughs> matter. I'm, I'm gonna agree with Patrick on this one. No matter what, just pick whatever color you think, because especially in school, like of all the things for you to worry about, for you to be concerned about, the colors of your notebooks, folders, and binders isn't probably the most important thing. It's whatever helps you get the most organized. Yes. If 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 it helps you that you see red and you think social studies, then buy a red social studies binder. But if not, if you're like Patrick over here, just is everything I was white about and to say, black. Patrick, you, you understand? Just <laughs> just just do what you want. And I think that is a fitting end to Killian's concerns. 
Thank you all for listening. Make sure to come back next time and check in on the next segment of Kids Concerned. Well, we went over some fun stuff today. You know, we started with, uh, you know, a, a deep dive into the football success. We heard a little bit from Coach Manali on some of the keys to victory, I guess, is what, what they're called. That's by. exactly what he would say. And, you know, I think it was really telling of, you know, how football has, you know, been able to come from some close losses and, you know, find success in a season that, you know, seemed grim at one point. And now we're going to the playoffs, and it, it all looks good. And then we, you know, talked about some more football, but here on our home turf, you know, the seniors versus faculty and how much fun that experience was. And then we had quite the heated Killian's concerns today, you know, going over some different colors, colors of the binders, whether that matters or not. And I guess this has been Season 3, Episode 4 of the 10-Minute Break Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick Dowd, along with Roland Wagusback. Thank you for listening. And uh, Killian Lyon. See you all later. Go Jays. That's gotta be a sound bite. The all right. (laughs) All right. No, the the.